Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. It's not often we talk about drainage pipes on this podcast, but today I'll be speaking to Edward Naylor from the Yorkshire Flowerpot Company about the importance of clay containing iron in flowerpots and how it's also used in our sewer system. My thanks to Gardening Direct, sponsor of this podcast. Not the best weekend uh, gardening. Uh, it rained pretty well all day last Saturday. I don't like digging heavy soil when it's raining or uh, when it's really wet. Uh, I'd much rather have the surface dry a bit as you turn it. Then it uh, seems to uh, crumble and be able to handle it much easier. But there we are. Needs must when the devil drives uh, and... At Hyde Hall last weekend, we had to get one or two beds dug and ready for planting. I mean, hot, dry weather last month and then lots of rain actually did do something quite remarkable. Uh, As I drive about, I can see rings of field mushrooms in quantities I don't remember seeing since childhood. And I'm talking back in the 1940s, early 50s. And there are some really beautiful field mushrooms to be picked and eaten, he says, having had some fried for uh, dinner last night. Uh, And so please do keep an eye out for uh, field mushrooms growing in this lovely, dewy, moist sort of conditions that we've got. Uh, And if you want to know how to be sure, well, when you pick a field mushroom, it will smell of mushrooms. If you turn them up, the young ones, they have the lovely pink gill just around the stem. And, of course, you can peel them. The white top skin will peel off. And if you've uh, gathered mushrooms near the road, it's probably a good thing, anyhow, to peel that off. So there we are. Go out foraging and see if uh, you can find a really good meal of fresh mushrooms. There's no let-up in the news coming our way as far as the gardening world is concerned. I was interested to read that Garden Waste Collection by 140 local authorities is free, while a number of other local councils charge anything from £22 to £96 a year, with Harlow, the highest, charging £96. Oh, and uh, Worthing, £85. Councils say gardeners should compost their own. I agree with that. Makes no sense to me to burn fossil fuel collecting uh, our green garden waste, carting it away and then having to cart it back either to gardens or onto agricultural land. 
I mean, even if you're not a gardener, all you've got to do is dig a hole and tip the uh, vegetable waste and whatever else you've got uh, and then just cover it with soil and it breaks down and improves the soil. Uh, I'm interested to see the changes too in the Wyvale Garden Centres, all 145 now sold to 57 different operators. And really, it's giving quite a boost to gardening generally. Uh, in our local area, for example, a garden centre called Long Acres, I think it's the uh, biggest garden centre in the country in Surrey, uh, have now taken over the Wyvale Springfield Chelmsford Garden Centre uh, and uh, a friend went in to buy plants and was surprised how cheap they were. You know, they, uh, Long Acres have a reputation for value for money. I also noticed that uh, their potting compost is 100% peat. Well, we won't go into uh, that argument, but that's what I'm looking for. I want a really good potting compost that is 100% peat, so I welcome the arrival of Long Acres in Springfields. What about home production? I mean, there's news that £120 million are going to be spent uh, on UK salad greenhouses. There are two big new units, one at Norwich and the other at Berries and Edmonds, that will produce 12% of the UK's tomatoes when in full production, and they reckon to be in production next year. The interesting part to this story is that it's going to be uh, heated, the glass houses are going to be heated, with heat pumps extracting waste heat from Anglian Waters recycling centres. So presumably when we pull the plug in the sink and the hot water goes down into the drainage system, somebody at the other end is pulling the heat out uh, to grow tomatoes. There will be some fuel burnt to power the pumps but of course that releases CO2 which goes into the greenhouses to make the tomatoes grow better and crop more heavily. It's going to create 360 permanent jobs and 120 seasonal ones. So that's good news. More home production and it'll reduce carbon emissions and the resulting cooler water that outflows into rivers uh, will benefit the environment. That's not the only one. Uh, a Lincolnshire-based salad grower has just secured a £900,000 funding to grow salads uh, hydroponically year-round. It will use just 10% of the water uh, that's applied to crops grown in the open ground. You know, it is surprising how many... Uh, developments and advances are being made and you never really hear much about them. I mean there's a trial of a new automated weed killing robot that reduces herbicide spray by up to 95%. Apparently this robot just goes along over the crops it's called the eye spot and where it spots a weed it just directs a precise quantity of weed killer onto that leaf and that's all. It eliminates any harm to uh, non-target organisms. So there we are. We live in a very fast changing and moving world. But the uh, demand for basic advice still stays very much uh, the case. Uh, and at a recent flower show I was stopped by a couple 
who wanted advice on a small tree for a small garden and they thought it'd be rather nice to have an apple. And there's no doubt that is a good idea. You know, an apple tree has pretty blossom in the spring, uh, has a nice fruit to pick in the autumn and many of them have very attractive uh, autumn-coloured foliage. And when I mentioned uh, a family tree, they'd never heard of it. Now, a family tree is one trunk, but with several different varieties on it. And if you've only got space for one tree, it's absolutely perfect for you. I suggested that they got in touch with a company called Pomona Fruits, who offer a family tree with the varieties Braeburn, Lord Lambourne and Bountiful on it. Now, Bountiful, of course, is a cooking apple. Its season is September to November. Lord Lambourne is a very nice eating apple, and that's in season from September to November. And Braeburn, a variety that most of you will know, I'm sure, that is quite late. You pick it, uh, it really, late October evening to November, and that will keep from December to March. So one family tree, the perfect answer if you've only got space for one tree in the garden. At present, I'm very busy sorting out all the stuff that I've got in pots, repotting those where uh, they're perennial and the pot is absolutely full of root, uh, potting on smaller stuff, a lot of seed-raised perennials and some cuttings that were taken uh, in August, just sorting through, getting them all tidied up and uh, under a bit of cover in many cases to protect them from too much wet. I don't understand. Every time I pick up a plastic pot or a tray, the slugs and snails seem to love accumulating under it. Why is that? I suppose it's dark and it's damp, but it's just plastic they seem to go for. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Shrinking garden size and the trend today to decorate uh, little patio areas and back gardens uh, means that we have an awful lot of containers and at a trade show recently uh, I met uh, a representative from Yorkshire Flower Pots hadn't really heard about them before my ignorance uh, but had a very nice chat with uh, Edward Naylor uh, and Edward's on the line today Edward what's your role at the Yorkshire Flower Pot Company and, and what's the sort of history of the company 
Uh, well, Peter, we, uh, we, we, we actually started, uh, if you go back five generations, as a civil engineering contractor. And my great-great-grandfather uh, built structures for the, uh, the railway industry in the, uh, uh, in the mid-1800s. Uh, and um, he got a commission to build a railway viaduct in a place called Denbydale, which is um, uh, between uh, Barnsley and Huddersfield. And, um, uh, and built most impressive, it's, in fact, it's still in operation today, uh, this stone viaduct. Uh, and um, uh, unfortunately, it wasn't a very successful project. He, uh, he lost money on it. But um, uh, while he was digging out the foundations for this viaduct, he found a, a very rich seam of clay. Uh, so his son, who was my great-grandfather, who was uh, uh, quite an enterprising young man, said, uh, well, never mind, Dad, you've, uh, you've lost money on the contract, but we can take this clay uh, and start making uh, bricks and pipes. So in 1890, uh, Naylor Brothers Clayware Limited uh, was founded in uh, in Denbydale. And so I, I suppose my role is uh, I'm the fourth generation of, uh, of Naylor's to, to, to run the business. I'm the, uh, the chief executive of the, 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 the Naylor Group. Uh, we've obviously diversified since, uh, since 1890. I mean, we, we still manufacture clay products, uh, clay pipes for, uh, for drainage purposes, uh, but importantly, uh, flower pots, the, uh, the Yorkshire Flower Pot Company, which you, uh, uh, you alluded to. Uh, and we've also got one or two operations in, in other areas. We manufacture plastic and, and concrete product, but it's um, uh, very much the, uh, the Yorkshire Flower Pot business, which is, uh, uh, is dear to our heart in the, uh, in the gardening field. Yes, I can understand that. And the clay, uh, are you still drawing from the same source? Yes, we've got uh, three quarries locally. I think the, uh, the furthest is, um, uh, is under 10 miles away. Uh, it's a mixture. It's, it's, I always regard um, uh, clay preparation as, as a little bit like um, uh, cocktail mixing. You, you have a, uh, a, a quite a delicate um, blend. You need um, clays which are um, with what we use the term plastic. You add water to them and they're easy to extrude. Uh, you want clays that are hard so you get that durability. So uh, what we do is we, uh, we do the, uh, the equivalent of, of, of blending together clays and shales just in the, uh, in the same way as if you were a, a cocktail mixer. You'd, um, you'd be mixing a cocktail but uh, uh, trying not to have too much creme de menthe in there. <laughs> <laughs> but you certainly won't be shaking the clay up. <laughs> no, it, no, must, it, must right. be, it must be quite difficult. You know, clays are tuft in intractable sort of raw material isn't it it's quite a, a complex process because we bring in the the clays and shales from these three different quarries and we sort of layer them up and um, and then sort of mix and blend them and, and by the time that the um, uh, the clay raw material hits our manufacturing process it's, it's really a sort of fine dust a little bit like talcum powder which we then add water to and extrude through a uh, an extruder or a press, so um, so that's the, um, uh, the, the the nature of the process. But it's um, it's not as easy as just sort of lobbing um, any old um, stuff out the ground into a, a, a machine. It's uh, there's really quite a lot of um, uh, quite a lot of science to it. And it actually starts dry. I mean, that hadn't entered my head. Yes, that's right. So so um, we uh, we introduce uh, water at the point of extrusion uh, and. Um, uh, again, that's a, a sort of carefully controlled process. So you get, um, uh, you, you know, if you like, the, the raw material isn't too sloppy. It's, um, uh, it needs to be sort of firm enough to, to retain its shape when you uh, extrude or press it, but, um, but not so firm that you can't, um, uh, you can't get it to form. So, yes, it's, it's quite a, 
quite an interesting process. And we, we have a, an interesting mixture, I think, because Naylor's is a, a, a sort of fourth generation family business. What, what, what we've tried to do is to bring in some, um, some new technology. I mean, we've got um, uh, sort of robots and automated machinery, but we've also got traditional uh, skills. So with the, uh, the volume items, uh, they might be sort of rather automated and, and sort of not quite mass produced, but, but, but certainly um, they, they sort of fly past you at a rapid rate. Um, with the, the special commissions, I mean, we do some quite um, uh, outstanding large pots for, uh, for things like stately homes. Uh, and those are literally made by hand. I mean, we'll, um, uh, we'll literally have a, a large slab of clay and um, uh, our hand molders will, uh, will literally sort of slice a, a piece of that clay off and, uh, and press that into a mold, which really means that we can, we can do anything. I mean, we can, um, uh, we can manufacture uh, pots that are sort of two meters high, for example, if, um, uh, if that's something that um, is needed for a special commission. How could we see that being done, Edward? That's fascinating. I mean, I has, has it been on television? Uh, yes, we were, we were actually on CBeebies, the, uh, uh, the, the, the kids' television uh, programme. And um, so we had a team from, from CBeebies. I, I think that uh, footage is still out there on YouTube somewhere. So if you put um, CBeebies Garden Pots, I suspect you'll, um, uh, you'll be able to find it on, uh, on YouTube. But um, yes, the CBeebies presenters were most sort of fascinated with this, um, this sort of dust coming in at one side of the factory and these beautiful pink pots coming out at the other end. It is a remarkable story. Now, when we met, you said that the presence of iron in some of the clays helped give it strength because we as gardeners, of course, are very uneasy about terracotta pots which freeze and break. Now, what's the story on strength of clays? Yes, I think, again, it's one of the benefits of uh, having been uh, been around for a lot of years. I mean, when we... Uh, uh, we started as a, as a clay pipe maker. Uh, the challenge that we had was that we needed to produce pipes which were very strong, uh, which weren't porous, and which you could sort of bury in the ground. I mean, you know, some of our pipes will be buried 20 metres under the ground or will be um, uh, buried at shallow depths but have great JCBs and so on driving over them. So, so, so really our, our whole uh, last sort of 125, 130 years has been around developing that expertise. Uh, and what we have is a process called vitrification, which is, is effective. It's a bit like uh, you, you form a sort of glass type um, uh, uh, type uh, uh, body to um, uh, to our product, which makes it uh, non-porous. Um, and, and if you take a cross section of our uh, clay products, you find a, a, an iron core in there, which is it, it, it is non-porous. So, so basically, it it, um, uh, it, it means that uh, whereas um, uh, some of the the, the the overseas ceramics, for example, uh, don't have that. You know, they they literally are, are, are expanding, contracting. You know, if you put soil in a uh, a lower quality pot, the soil will expand and contract, and will put a strain on the pot, which which may crack it. Uh, with ours, you haven't got that. You've got this sort of iron core to the. Um, uh, to the pot, and it's as a result of that that we give a, a lifetime frostproof guarantee to our pots. I think I think we're the only people in the world, as I understand it, that um, uh, that will guarantee uh, our flower pot for life because of this iron core, which um, uh, effectively acts as a, a barrier to, uh, to, to to frost damage. Uh, coupled with that, also is is the, the high temperatures we fire to. I mean, we fire our 
our ceramic products to over a thousand degrees centigrade. Uh, so um, what you have is a, a very strong, very water-resistant product, which um, uh, allows us to um, uh, to withstand the um, the sort of worst of the um, uh, of the British weather. So um, uh, so that that really is the uh, uh, the big sort of um, uh, selling point of um, of our pots. They're made in Britain for a British climate, rather than being made in you know, Asia or whatever, for a, a climate that might look very different to ours. Yeah, but why haven't I known more about this before? You know, I've been in the garden business quite a long time, and it seems amazing that, that, that I've missed uh, Yorkshire flower pots. Yeah. I think the, uh, the word is gradually spreading. I mean, what uh, uh, we're pleased about, I think, I think generally um, people don't go into a garden centre and say, you know, I want a Yorkshire flower pot. They sort of go in and have a look at the display on the uh, on the shelf, and they might not even sort of know where the uh, the pots that are on display are from. Uh, but we are starting to uh, to get people becoming aware of this. I think I think um, pretty much every serious gardener has um, uh, has got some disastrous story of a a, a, a much loved shrub or plant or whatever that they've they've put in a pot and, and maybe sort of gone away for Christmas and come back and they found a, a cracked pot and a load of rubble and their, uh, their much-loved plant sort of in a, in a heap in the driveway. So, so I think gradually the word is spreading that um, uh, you don't have to accept that, um, that pots have a, have a shelf life, that, um, that they are um, vulnerable to, uh, to, to poor weather. And, um, you know, we are getting feedback of, of, of people going into their local garden centre and saying, I would like a Yorkshire flower pot, please, which is uh, which feels like real progress to us. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully some of our listeners will add to that army of people looking for Yorkshire flower pots. Now, what are the most popular of the uh, garden range that you're offering? I mean, I have a note here, uh, Wensleydale, Churn. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think we would would describe ourselves as sort of makers of of a sort of classic British shape. So, so you know, things like you know the, the long tom is a a, a traditional uh, British shape that's been um, uh, been around for for, for for centuries. You know, the bell pot again is a yeah, but just a minute, the long tom. Goodness, you're taking me back now. When I worked in a nursery in 1952, all the clematis were grown in long toms, you know, quite a tall pot, about four inches across the top and narrow based. Boy, did they topple over if you weren't careful. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've got, um, uh, we, we've been very careful in our designs. I think our long toms are um, uh, a nicer proportion. So they, they reflect the traditional shape, but, uh, uh, but they don't fall over. You <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think similarly, you know, when we're at trade shows and so on and showing off our, our pots, we, we encourage people to sort of pick up a, a Yorkshire flower pot and then pick up an imported pot. It might be a, uh, a pot from Italy or a pot from the Far East. Uh, and compare them, and ours are, uh, are dense and solid and heavy in a way that the uh, the imported pots aren't. So if you've um, uh, you've had experience of uh, things toppling over, I would suspect it's um, uh, it's been with a, a a thinner, lighter imported pot rather than a a, a solid um, a solid British pot. Um, so I mean, you know, those are the sort of shapes that we um, made on the sort of long tom, the bell pot. We make a rhubarb forcer, uh, and um, what we try and do is is just sort of 
refresh our range. So the Wensleydale churn and so on. Uh, uh, we, we've introduced um, uh, uh, five new pots uh, this year just to give people a bit of um, uh, a bit of variation. So I think um, uh, without it doing anything sort of too um, mad or trendy, we uh, we try and keep um, refreshing the range. So there's sort of new things on display at, g- at garden centres for for people who are uh, loyal Yorkshire Black Ops um, customers, of, uh, of which thankfully there are there, there are more and more. The other thing we're also finding, incidentally, is a, a growing appetite for our pots uh, overseas. Uh, I mean, obviously, by the time you transport a, a Yorkshire flower pot to, to somewhere like America or, or Japan, we've had some good business from, Scandinavia we've had good business from, uh, it's obviously a lot more expensive. But I think um, uh, discerning gardeners in those sort of parts of the world are prepared to pay more for a pot which uh, uh, is, is, is sort of robust. I think they like the robustness, uh, the, the, the frost resistance, I think that's... Um, uh, particular, uh, particularly a theme in in, in Scandinavia, uh, and, um, and and the made in Britain thing, I think works. I think um, you, you know we are in Britain regarded as, as being good gardeners, and um, so I think uh, a garden product which uh, which comes from the UK is um, uh, is seen as uh, as something to be admired and cherished, and um, uh, and, uh, and and bought as a result. If our listeners uh, want to get some idea of, of the shapes and sizes and things, is there a website where they can see these pictures? Uh, yeah, if they, uh, they go on to um, yorkshireflowerpot.co.uk. So there are um, pictures of all our pots and beautifully planted up pots and so on. Uh, and on there, there is also a list of the... Uh, the garden centres where they can uh, they can get hold of them, and uh, there are a lot of garden centres doing our um, uh, our pots. I think uh, most of the uh, the upmarket garden centres would um, uh, would uh, would have the, the Yorkshire flower pot as, as being the sort of quality end of um, uh, of their offering. There's very nice uh, nice uh, centres out there. I think uh, I was at um, the RHS at Wisley the other day, and they've got an absolutely uh, fantastic display of uh, of Yorkshire flower pots. So um, so yes, they're not too hard to get hold of. There is, as I say, a, a list on uh, uh, on our website of uh, where they are available. Funny, Edward. Uh, uh, what about the Yorkshire punk? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's quite funny. This is the, is the, the Yorkshire punk is one of our our five new pots that I mentioned, uh, and um, we were quite amused when we were doing uh, product development work um, uh, and looking at. Um, uh, sort of really historic records of all the sort of different shapes and sizes. Uh, and the Yorkshire Punk is actually the name of a, a, a traditional pot. I think this sort of dates back uh, over 100 years. Uh, and so um, uh, when we found that, uh, that, that, that the Yorkshire Punk was uh, something with, uh, with some sort of gardening history, uh, we, we thought, well, we've got to have that as a name. So, uh, <laughs> and I was quite, um, quite amused, I think, um, uh, the, the people coming onto onto our uh, our stand at the um, uh, at the recent trade show at the NEC, they were uh, they thought we were just being trendy, but um, but actually Yorkshire punk is actually a a, a traditional uh, a traditional shape. So that's uh, we we get naught out of ten for uh, for innovation, but um, uh, but uh, it is a nice name and a good story. It is indeed a memorable name, a- a- Edward. It's a great story. You know, pleased to hear that. Uh, UK production uh, continues over all those generations and is developing sales abroad. Thank you very much for joining us today. You're most welcome, Peter. Very nice to speak to you. What's on? Well, on uh, Saturday the 19th of October, it's Apple Day. And for those of you who uh, are thinking about buying an apple tree... They're usually great places to go 
For example, at our farm shop just down the road, Lathcoats, they'll have 30 or 40 different kinds of apples for people to taste uh, and you might as well grow something that you like the taste of. So Apple Day, just uh, go on the web or local papers, find out your nearest local sponsor of uh, Apple Days and you should have quite a nice morning or afternoon out. Brogdale in Kent is a great place to go. You know, they've got the whole library of 2,000 different varieties. Uh, so that would be uh, a must-do at some stage. And my tailpiece is uh, a letter from a reader <laughs> in amateur gardening, but it's repeated, apparently, from a letter received in 1977. Graham Clark seems to be digging up all these rather interesting and fascinating things, and this uh, letter had a memorable question, he says. I'm a regular reader of AG and will be grateful for some advice on cooking apple trees. Not sure how you'd get the tree in the pot. My thanks to Gardening Direct, sponsors of this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.